Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Jess Messen Broadcast is hosted by Jess Fole, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators. Through sharing memories and stories, Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messin Broadcast with Jess Full. Some friends from Jersey, and I would uh, constantly complain about the whole lighting situation. And a good buddy of mine named Mark Muser kind of convinced me that I should just put the camera down and and figure out lighting. He said, you know, between my, my background in college, originally in computer and electrical engineering, and, and the amount of shows we would go to that I could just figure it out. And uh, somehow I, I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, it's so interesting because, um, you know, I feel like there's so much. I, too, started in, like, doing video for music. And initially, like, that's totally, like, all I was about. I was like, I want to capture what's going on in music and I certainly didn't like think that that interest would parlay me into like translating music and me creating something visual about it you know like you know and I always we talked about this when I was in Vegas last how I consider what you do such a great art form because when I go to shows and I'm such a visual person it just like totally ups the game for me you know, so to have a background where you were coming from something visual and then that was like the suggestion, I mean, it kind of makes perfect sense to me. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I, and when you were filming, you were trying to get these these moments and and everything like that. But my my biggest problem was I loved the show so much that I couldn't really sit still. And when you're controlling a camera filming, you you really got to stay as as still as possible. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> it really is tough. So, okay, so what was your first lighting gig for real? That was like the one where you were like, this is what I'm going to try to do, and how am I going to pull this off? I mean, the first time I did it, I there was just something about it that just made me get really, really excited being part of, you know, for, for years I was going to these shows and I was loving the music and everything, but now to figure out a way to be a part of that show, um, it was really exciting and kind of got me off. And so right from the get-go, I knew that it was something I wanted to pursue and, and figure out a way to make into a real job and career. Yeah, 100%. Like, I remember the time, like, the first time that we did the show at Sullivan Hall, and I was, like, so enamored, and, like, the term that got me off is, like, absolutely correct, like, in the sense that the fact that people were digesting something visual that I made while they were listening to music that they loved was such a like self-centering moment for me. Like I felt so empowered, but also so grateful. I was like, dude, this is so cool how you can combine all sorts of different elements and then have like find your space in something that you love so dearly, you know, like how lucky is that? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's still certain gigs today where in the middle of it, I'm going, what am I doing? Like, how am I here? Like, this is this is awesome to be part of, of the moment and part of the show and part of, you know, something that everyone is paying attention to in that room. Yeah, for sure. So tell me about kind of what you did. We get into, like, a lot of the professional side of, you know, becoming an artist because I really feel like it's something that goes – kind of untalked about like there's like this perception of you're talented and because you're talented you're lucky enough and you blow up and to some degree that's true because someone recognizes your talent and they give you an opportunity and I mean that certainly happened to me with Metzger and when he put together the heroin band the the, um, Velvets tribute for us you know so you know that was when I was off and running that experience was like one moment and then everything I did after that was the effort. So what was your first moment? And then what was it that, what was your angle that you took to like make this an actuality for you? Was it like networking? Was it just like really being out there and you know, like what was that path? I mean, there's, there's been a couple really big key moments for me. Um, The first one came the first time that I got, offered a, a, a gig at a venue, and that was um, Victor Cornette giving me the call saying that Sullivan Hall, the old Lions Den down, down off Bleecker, um, needed someone um, to be like a consistent guy over there. And that, that was Shout the- out to V because V's a good friend, been friends with him forever, and we wouldn't have met had that not happened. So, Victor Cornette, what's up, bud? <laughs> Well, you know, a couple of years later, I'd be able to, to repay the favor because the next step was, was Peter Costello bringing me over to Brooklyn Bowl. Right. Uh, as Brooklyn Bowl started to really find its feet and, and uh, become the venue that, it's, that it is today. 
Um, but when it was time for me to move on from Brooklyn Bowl to go to the next Brooklyn Bowl in Vegas, um, who did I call up but Victor Cornette, who is still the Brooklyn Bowl lighting director here in New York. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like it really does stay all in the family. Like the connections that you build early on and stuff, like, are I I feel undeniable. Like it kind of stays small circle, at least for me. <laughs> I'm like, you know. Yeah, um, but but in going back to that, <laughs> and that that next step really for me was moving on to the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas, which. Um, was such a bigger room. It was Brooklyn Bowl. It is Brooklyn Bowl on steroids. It's four times the size. The lighting rig was was a totally another level, um, and it was the newest gear and and controlling system that that was out there. You know, I had a Grandma two full size, which is the kind of the standard um, out there today um, on the biggest productions, and so that was really the next step. And then after that, my next step would be leaving Brooklyn Bowl and moving on to the touring world, which has brought me all over the place and all over the world and has had some really exciting acts that I've been able to work with. And what would those be? Like, give us, like, a couple, like, moments that you're like, WTF, what is going on in my life right now? Well, I mean, obviously, you mentioned one of the big ones I've worked for is Guns N' Roses. And, uh, you know, getting to – I didn't do lighting for them. I was actually controlling video, um, but I was doing it the way I would control lighting and using the same kind of controller and everything, same uh-huh. concept. Um, but standing there for their six reunion shows, whether it was the two in Las Vegas or the two in the middle of the field at Coachella or the two in Mexico City with almost 100,000 people at a racetrack each night – pouring rain you know those gigs were just mind-blowing to, to one see this band back together for the first time in, in almost 20 years and then to know that you're part of that show and and get to uh you know have a, a piece of that history uh was super super cool dude i can't even imagine because i got the call that i was on the guns and roses guest list for the hershey park show which was a trip because I hadn't been back to Hershey Park since I had been there with the Who. And like I just was so honored that I had gotten to a point in my career that I got this call. Because like it was all I wanted. <laughs> like I swear to God, I hope this happens this tour. <laughs> yeah, at the time like when they were when they first came back and were doing the shows with, with uh Axel and Slash and Duff all together for the first time in years, you know, that was one of the biggest tours going on in the world uh, a couple years ago. It was insanity. Yeah, I mean, I was just so proud for you that it's like to see, you know, you know, especially with the relationship that you and I have, because for me, it's like an honor that you lit up my artwork, you know, 10 years ago. And to know that you're like in this position where, you know, opportunities are plenty and you get to fulfill some dreams. It's just like so dope. I'm just like, you know, so proud. Um, <laughs> I am. I just think it's so cool. You're like my buddy, you know, like we started off in this like small club in New York City all these years ago and we're literally like two kids with dreams and you know I think it's important to kind of discuss that you know as far as we get into it you know quite heavy here because like it takes a lot of effort to pull it off you know and so like I just love that like the short story has been going on together for a long time I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah 
And it's cool. I was, I was actually, I was reminded about that the other night. Um, my first night, I'm currently in New York City visiting friends and family. And my first night back here, I, I went to Brooklyn Bowl to, to go see a buddy of mine play, Aaron Magner from the Disco Biscuits with one of his side projects. And um, while I was there, I, I was backstage. And, you know, backstage is the picture of Still Alive, who was basically the house band in the early years. But it's a picture that, that you um, have done some extra, you know, highlighting and artwork too, and has been framed behind it's a, on a big canvas, framed behind uh, behind some plexiglass backstage, and just reminds me of, of you know the early days and where we did come from, and it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, you t- I know you t- sent me that text, and I was like, I know I always get really sentimental about that because, like, you know. That was so early on. I mean, Brooklyn Bowl opened right when, you know, I was starting. And it was, like, so amazing to have that opportunity and to even, you know, Stello is, you know, you know, the make it happen guy. And he was insurmountable in making that happen. And, you know, creating a piece of art that, you know, Shapiro resonated with. Like, that was such a big milestone for me at the time. And I still feel the same way. And I agree with you. Like, there's just so many memories in that piece of artwork from just the relationships down to the actual club. Like, it's just really, like, I'm just, like, so honored. <laughs> so honored by that. I mean, you, you should be. It's the only piece of art that's backstage at Brooklyn Bowl. So it's a, that's, it's a really cool thing. And, and uh, it was a piece that I used to see every single day for, for a number of years. And so it's well, nice. Where's that, you know, the Penny Lane quote that's like, you know, if you ever miss your friends, go to the record store, you know, and I really feel that way. Like, I feel like I connect through music in that way. And I think, you know, for you to say that, like, that makes you kind of remember and reflect and whatever, like, that's just what I'm here to do. And I'm like, just, yeah, I you know, kind of speechless about it, really. It still blows my mind to this day that that's still there. <laughs> <laughs> I really, it's like, I don't really have much to, you know, get silent about a lot of things, but that's definitely one of them. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I can't believe it. Okay, so Max, what do you have coming up here in the near future? Uh, in the near future, well, uh, I'm going to be hopping back out on two tours, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm hooking back up with my buddies in the Motet, which, you know, they just, uh, they're about to drop a new album. They keep dropping singles uh, that are from that new album. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm also going to be hopping back and forth from them to the Galactic, um, who's also coming out with a new album this, uh, this uh, spring. So going to be a lot of fun going all over the country with both bands going to start it off actually with both of them doing three shows on the east coast so we're going to be hitting boston i believe it's at the house of blues and uh the philly fillmore and uh in new york it'll be at brooklyn steel i believe that's uh the second weekend of february so the seventh eighth and ninth oh fantastic i mean first of all let's talk about the motet because there's this way that they're marketing their new album is great because everybody in my Facebook feeds all like, if you're not listening to the motet, you're totally missing out. So, I mean, this is going to be so exciting and I secretly stalked the tour and apparently they're at nine thirty club on in March, but so I hope you're going to be around for that because I want to come see you. Yeah. 
I hope uh, I hope to see you too. I, I hear 930 Club just got a new lighting rig, so that would be a lot of fun to play with. I always love when rooms get new rigs, new toys, uh, update their stuff. So give us some – we're going to get out of here in a minute here, but give us some lighting geek information. Like, do you have – because, I mean, obviously I know, have no clue about this stuff. That's why I call you guys to help me. But give us, like, a little scoop on, like, hmm, what's your favorite lighting board rig situation? Yeah, well, favorite, my favorite lighting console is uh, is it's the Grandma 2, uh, a full size, which has uh, multiple screens on it. It's got four four different touch screens on it. It's got uh, multiple faders and buttons. Um, it's kind of the industry standard. It's been around for, for over 10 years at this point. Um, they are coming out with a new one that's that's out on the market already called the MA3, but they haven't quite got their software to where it needs to be for us to run these huge shows that, and productions that get put on. Um, in terms of my favorite rig, what do you mean? Like where, my favorite rig to look at or to, to, or to um, control in a house or what? Yeah. Like what's your favorite room so far? That you've my favorite room so far. Ooh. I mean, I don't even know if we're supposed to talk about that because obviously all the rooms are the favorite rooms, but. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot favorite rooms out there but uh one of them would would obviously be the capitol theater just because of the history there and and peter shapiro put in such a crazy awesome uh house rig um i'm really excited to get to brooklyn steel because they've got all new stuff um since they're still a newer venue and they they went out of their way to get uh some of the better gear a lot of times when you go to these venues they get you know middle of the line gear um to to lower and gear um, to put in. But when the venues go and they get, you know, the top of the line stuff, the same kind of stuff that you'd be touring with, um, it's uh, always exciting to go into those kind of rooms. Uh, and then there's other spaces that are that are always exciting just because of what they are or where they Max? I don't know. Did he just go away? No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, hooray. <laughs> We got what a shit show. <laughs> oh man, it's like so classic though. Like every time I like set out to do this, I want to do such a good job, and it's just like typical. <laughs> well, you know, it makes it interesting. <laughs> oh, right, memories always pile them on top of each other. Okay, so, well, I just recently saw Max in Vegas, and he took me to an outrageous drive-through Christmas light situation which was a trip and then he took me all around Vegas and showed me what it's really like out there and I'll tell you we had a pretty good time and it was the first time we had been able to see each other for you know more than a few seconds at shows and whatever so he's doing well and we had so much fun and I hope that we actually got this show recorded because I have no idea and if not we'll do it again <laughs> we'll always do it again Max all right so what I'm going to attempt to do here is I'm going to play the promo again and I'm going to introduce you again. So we have been talking with Max Blackman, um, lighting designer for in the live music sector. He ranges in small clubs and arenas, live events, and touring bands. Max was house LG for Brooklyn Bowl in New York and helped open Brooklyn Bowl Vegas and London before venturing out on the road with various independent gigs, ranging from the Motet to Guns N' Roses. So that's who you've been listening to in case we 
didn't get that in the beginning. And this has been another delightful broadcast from Lions Radio Network and Jeff Messon. And next week we'll try to get it better. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm at a loss. I have no idea. But, buddy, I love you. It was so great seeing you. Thank you for taking time out to do this. And uh, I hope to see you on this run sometime. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jess Messon Broadcast is hosted by Jess Fole, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators. Through sharing memories and stories, Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messon Broadcast with Jess Full.